0: Hey strangers, we're sure that many of you know that we have a great premium feed available both on Patreon and Apple Premium. We're very close to releasing our 50th episode, and we thought we'd share a clip from one of our favorites with you this week. If you'd like to hear the rest, you can join us on Apple Premium or on Patreon. So without further ado, here's a sample from The Mystery Mansion. I'm Laura Norton. And this is One Strange Thing, the show where we search the nation's news archives for stories that can't quite be explained. For fans of the paranormal, there's nothing more classic than a haunted house. It's historical, it's spooky, and it can exist anywhere. Well, anywhere that's associated with death. Say a house was built on top of a battlefield or an unmarked cemetery. Or maybe it was the location of a few grisly historic murders. And then an unsuspecting family moves in and has an instant ticket to Poltergeist City. At least according to the enthusiasts who want to believe. Or the unlucky residents who begin to believe once those pots and pans go flying. Now, the best haunted houses have a good backstory, something you can really sink your teeth into with all the names and dates and details of the events that made their ghosts permanent residents. Think of the Lizzie Borden House. According to its website, the infamous crimes that occurred there make it the most haunted house in the United States. When people visit a famous haunted place, Like the Lizzie Borden house, they not only get the recounted ghost stories and sightings, they go on tours full of artifacts and photos from previous residents. Maybe even a diorama or mannequins or reenactments if the place is showy enough. It's an intoxicating mix of history and hearsay and horror. An instant adrenaline boost, like skydiving. But without that whole jumping out of a plane thing, which makes it a lot more accessible, in our opinion. Of all the ghostly houses in the US, many fall under the purview of, shall we say, stereotypical haunting origin stories. There are old asylums or hospitals, houses built on battlefields. They're the site of terrible occurrences. Maybe there's a curse or even a demon, you know, the usual. But what about a house that never had a death on the premises? wasn't built on a cemetery, and wasn't cursed by demons or witches? What if, instead, the house was built specifically for ghosts, maybe even according to the direction of ghosts? What if, in fact, it was designed to be haunted? It's a fabulous premise and a very real one. If you know, you know, and if you don't, well, we're talking about the Winchester Mystery House in San Jose, California. Now, strangers, the word house really undersells just how huge this place is. Even the word mansion doesn't really do it justice. Per the East Bay Times, the house is 24,000 square feet with 160 rooms, 47 fireplaces, 40 stairways, six kitchens, and three elevators. For context, that's about four and a half times the size of a basketball court. At one point, the Winchester house was seven stories tall. We'll get to why it's no longer seven stories tall soon enough. For now, to summarize, it's big. And it won't surprise you to discover the sort of person who builds such a big house. Or at least you can guess their tax bracket. We all know that millionaires and mansions go together like fire and smoke. And the owner of the house, Sarah Winchester, was a millionaire like the rest of them, even if she was a woman alone in the rich boys' club. So, what about her mansion is so odd compared to all the other mansions in the world? What puts the word mystery in the Winchester Mystery House? Well, per The Independent... The house itself is so labyrinthian that servants required a map just to navigate it. It's a maze, a house built seemingly without sense or reason. The Independent describes it as, quote, like stepping into an Escher painting. Doors open into walls. Staircases lead to nowhere. Windows look into other walls. A door opens into a sheer drop of two stories. A skylight is built into the floor. Tiny doors open into giant spaces. Giant doors open into tiny cupboards. Rooms exist inside rooms. And depending on which article you read, you'll discover new, tantalizing details about the house. Like the Bakersfield Morning Echo, which discusses the house's many different architectural styles. Some of the exterior appears English, some French, some Italian, some American, And some a unique blend of several countries and eras. And the Oakland Tribune highlights several fascinatingly short staircases. Ignoring the staircases that lead straight into ceilings, there were also stairs with steps only two and a half inches tall and 12 inches wide. One such staircase has three separate landings, but only rises two and a half feet into the next room. The San Francisco Chronicle highlights the acres of orchards and gardens around the house, as well as the exquisite craftsmanship throughout. Take, for example, the aptly named Prism Hall, which features huge glass front doors, quote, with art glass panels that are worth as much as an entire home of ordinary proportions. And another article in the San Francisco Chronicle points out the electric push buttons and wired gongs throughout the house, none of which have been traced. They form some kind of complicated network of communication between the hundreds of rooms, but it's unclear if they route to one central location or to several. The story of how and why this house was built is one that historians, visitors, and movie makers alike have been obsessing over for decades. So... What happened? Why did Sarah Winchester build such a hodgepodge of a house and a hodgepodge that, in case you've forgotten, was intended for ghostly inhabitants? Well, the story goes a little something like this. A long time before she lived in that haunted, sprawling house near the bay, Sarah lived in New Haven, Connecticut. Per the Bakersfield Morning Echo, Sarah Winchester was born Sarah Pardo she grew up in a wealthy family of French descent. Per the Independent, she was also a master of whatever she picked up, from music composition to performance to language to architecture. These accomplishments earned her the nickname the Belle of New Haven. In 1862, Sarah married a man named William Wirt Winchester, the soon-to-be inheritor of the Winchester Repeating Arms Company. Now, If your only exposure to the name Winchester is two enigmatic brothers who deal with the paranormal, we have news for you. Winchesters have been popular in this arena since 1866. According to the Library of Congress, the 1866 and the 1873 Winchester rifles were from a family of repeating rifles known as the gun that won the West. This was because someone could shoot a Winchester multiple times before reloading. In fact, a quote in the Washington Post confirms that, with a Winchester, quote, 30 shots can be fired in less than one minute. Really gives the term speed shooter some context, which is exactly what made this rifle so popular among cowboys and soldiers and performers. And so, the gun that won the West really means... The gun involved in constant warfare and responsible for incredible uncountable deaths the story began circulating early on that by joining with such a family associated with so much death sarah had invited a curse upon her the implication of this is of course that the entire winchester clan was cursed and it simply transferred to sarah when she married in but oddly The newspapers didn't focus on anyone other than Sarah. If other people were notably cursed, we didn't hear about it. Lucky her. Regardless, the first signs of Sarah's curse came about in 1866, the same year the famous 1866 model Winchester rifle was released. Per the Winchester Mystery House website, this was also the year when Sarah and William's only daughter died at just five weeks old. Then 14 years later in 1880, William's father died and William inherited the Winchester Repeating Arms Company and all its fortune. But that didn't last very long. Per The Independent, just four months later, William himself died of tuberculosis. This left Sarah as the sole inheritor of much of the Winchester fortune. Overnight, she became a widow and a multimillionaire. The Independent estimates her fortune at around $20 million. That's about $507 million today. Per the Bakersfield Morning Echo, that was also after Sarah had sold off most of her stock in Winchester Repeating Arms. We'd say that she was a girl boss of the 1800s, but it came at a steep price. And this, strangers, is where the ghosts come in. We know you've been waiting patiently. You can probably see the setup already, Grieving widow, inheritor of a bloody fortune, haunted by victims of the Winchester rifle, or something like that. According to The Independent, Sarah was an avid spiritualist. At some unknown date after the death of her husband, she was said to have visited a medium to console herself. Now, it's important to note here that there's some confusion on who exactly this medium was. The same independent article said that the medium lived in Boston, but several articles from Sarah's time stated that she visited an unnamed medium in San Francisco, and none of the articles give a precise date. But the message that the medium gave Sarah, that's repeated, loud, and clear. The Monrovia Daily News printed out our favorite version of the message. So long as you continue to build, so long as you never entirely complete the dwelling, just so long will you continue to live. Supposedly, the ghost of the Winchester rifle wanted Sarah to build a house, and to build, and build, and build, all in exchange for her life. Because the moment she stopped building, she would die, just like her husband and daughter. And honestly, What's a person to do with that kind of information? Apparently, it's build a house, but not in Connecticut. Instead, Sarah decided to move all the way to California for her ghost mystery mansion. We're not really sure why. Our best guess is that she wanted to get away from Connecticut and that land was cheaper and more plentiful in the West. According to the Oakland Tribune, in 1884, she bought a large plot of land about three miles west of San Jose. On it was nothing but a farmhouse, a pump house, and a barn. And for the next 36 years, these three buildings were expanded, remodeled, and built upon until they became the massive Winchester Mystery House and Grounds. And Strangers, the story only gets weirder from here. Okay, quick math Backed by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash strange. netsuite.com slash strange. netsuite.com slash strange. Have you ever wondered what it feels like to be attacked by an alligator? Or what goes through one's mind as they're stranded in a snowstorm? What Was That Like is the podcast for you. Real people come on every episode to explain the unbelievable situations they've been through. Guests share how they really felt during their most surreal experiences. They tell us what they did the morning before an earthquake, how it feels to when the price is right, and all sorts of details that you'd never learn anywhere else. If you're interested in hearing disturbing and inspiring firsthand stories, what was that like is the podcast you've been looking for. Every story is thoroughly researched and fact-checked, so you know that even the most unrealistic are someone's reality. Listen to What Was That Like? wherever you get your podcasts.